2: Welcome back to The Wise Men's Say, a fortnight off for us because of the international break, if any of you noticed that is. Joining myself, Stephen Goldsmith, and Gareth Barker in the studio again is Paul Dobson, a.k.a. Sobs, from A Love Supreme. He was here last time, he's always welcome of course, but he has a book out that might be of interest to sullen fans. We'll talk about that later. Sobs, that okay? That's fine by me. We're going to make it discuss a nil-nil draw for 30 minutes first. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's the price you pay for uh, yeah. promotion. Okay, just the three of us, Gareth. Nice and cosy, like the olden days. We mm. used to have three, didn't we, before four came a thing on the podcast.
1: Um, yeah, I think it was mainly because we couldn't get a fourth guest mm. week in, week out. But now we're big shots, <laughs> and we can, you know, acquire four guests. That, you know, may, maybe we just didn't want four guests this week.
2: Mm. Wouldn't be uh, strictly true, but we don't have to tell people <laughs> that, do we? Um, okay, talking about the game, we were there, Gareth and. Uh, Early on in the game, you said to me that it was a slow start for us, where we weren't matching the sort of intensity Leicester were putting mm-hmm. in. Uh, then we both concluded that that was probably deliberate, and I think it proved, didn't it, when they when they ran out of steam and we we got a control of the game.
1: Yeah, they did the same thing at Burnley. Um, I know some, that might frustrate some people thinking, well, we're playing Leicester here, we're not playing you know Chelsea or or whatever, and we should be going our teams from the start. But you know, realistically. Um, I don't think we're in a position with it, we know, where we can press play, press teams and stuff like that early on away from home and impose ourselves. I think we've got to ease ourselves into games and we saw that um, at the weekend again, like you say.
2: It was similar to Burnley in, in that sense, Sobs. the, the difference being we, we created a couple of chances this time around. At Burnley, we didn't really look like that was going to happen, but... Fletcher and Johnson made the keeper make decent, make they decent saves They did
0: and uh, we even tried a, a tricky corner in the second half um, Fletcher got to first but he didn't make much of an effort of his shot and put it well over the top but it shows a bit of imagination at least and we did we did do that build ourselves into the game after they'd done what you'd expect them to do and run at you very hard and fast for a while and it basically stood, I think Jamie Vardy summed them up What he, he was having a decent start to the season but he is what he is he's come up through the legs and he's just he's peaked
2: wasn't impressive no, impressed wasn't. at all by uh, Jamie Vardy he ran around say. a lot he ran around like headless <coughs> chicken and on <fouling> people <laughs> from my memory yeah. um, before we get into the, the game um, analyse it sort of in a, a, a closer inspection Gareth was it disappointing that we couldn't sort of maintain the control because the second half was more an even affair wasn't
1: it just it got a bit scrappy a um, bit more stretched uh, I think you know, are taking that chance in the first half, then that's when he can really, you know, put pressure on them in the second half. And it opens up, and that's a sign of a Sunderland team under Poyet is that they do do that. Um, you know, if they can get that early goal, we tend to find more goals easier to come by. Even if we go behind in games, sorry, even if we go ahead and then the t- a team equalizes, we we still seem to. What if we get an early goal? You know, put ourselves in a position to get more. Um, but it just didn't. It didn't take the chances, the the, the minute amount of chances that we had.
2: So, we're here from Gus on the game.
1: Yes.
3: <laughs> we were, uh, for long periods, I felt that we were comfortable on the pitch. Of course, you will always playing away from home. It's gonna have one or two uh, actions that you need to defend well. But overall, we were in the half. We didn't find ourselves defending one by one. A lot against the white player, so there were plenty of things that we were doing well. It was that shot, no, shot on target, the head on target, the action we, we created from different situations. Uh, I think we had the best chance of the game, no, with Fletcher in the first half. So, uh, uh, good team. We were a good team today, and I'm, I'm pleased. I'm very pleased with the with the way that we play. And sometimes it's not enough, and you know sometimes we will play worse and we will get three points.
2: Gus can't give people exactly what they want. Sobs, can they? Because people get frustrated with <laughs> drawn nil nil. Yeah. If you know, if, if with respect to these players, if we went out gun ho, we would get murdered in this division. Pro-
0: probably not by teams like Leicester, but it wouldn't be a good thing to do. You're right. But he's, he's caught between a rock and a hard place on that matter. He can't. He can't play, like you say, flying forward football right from the start. Otherwise, we'll get caught out but when you go away from home keep a clean sheet yeah. you know, it, it's a good it's a positive thing and, we, and,
2: we, and we're just we're ticking over aren't we I, I keep saying to Gareth that um, if you look at sides that normally come up to the stadium and like and win Tottenham Man United Everton those sides that normally come away with three points generally in the last two or three years yeah. anyway we've got a point from each of those so we're improving yes, in that aspect we're really. going away from home we've got a couple of we've got a few draws but it's just it's going to be by the time some of those sides come to the stadium are like, really, that we're going to be judged on, you would have thought?
0: You would you would like to think so, yeah. And we've, it, it's a, I thought we a third of the way through the season now, mm. third and a bit. Yeah. And we're,
2: apart from that horrible game, we haven't really been butchered <laughs> out of sight by anybody. Yeah, we should <laughs> not speak of, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ticking over nicely. Right, Gareth, we noticed the shape on the ball <laughs> going forward was very interesting, particularly first half. I think it changed, changed a little bit for the second. And it was like a 3-4-1-2. Gomez mm. played in the hole, the left back Revere pushed on to the left wing, cut dropped to make a back three, which was interesting. So all these people who sort of slag off Poyet for playing Connor on the wing, it wasn't mm. wasn't exactly a, a sort of winger's role, was it?
1: No, they, def- they definitely had the, uh, you know, that that system. Maybe we sort of matched up Leicester a bit when we had the ball because they played a sort of diamond, didn't they? Um, so we we had that and. You know we've always said that the fullbacks in poiets teams are very important, and that's why they are because you know you push your fullbacks on like that and change the shape and it means that other players can get involved from areas you you know you'd prefer that you'd prefer to see players like Connor Wiggum, um around Stephen Fletcher rather than stuck out on the left um I think one of the most disappointing things about that is you know, that their real weakness was their right fullback and no, I don't I don't know why we didn't try and exploit him a bit more. I mean, Wickham, he's a powerful runner. He's not exactly lightning quick. And there was a point in the first half where there was a long ball over the top and Wickham had a... The lad had about t- 20 yards on Wickham. It was de And Wickham caught him up by the time the keeper had got there and the keeper had to clear it out. Well, um, that in- was
2: interesting because we, we couldn't decide at the time if... You know, because we kept going to Wickham all the time even from the keeper he was the outlet uh, the out ball all the time we couldn't decide sobs Gareth for myself you know, is he trying to isolate Wickham with the lad specifically but then again we're saying on the ball he was often playing closer to Fletcher so that would indicate not if they weren't doing that then possibly they should off because yeah. he, he was our weak link I mean it was
0: almost ball. almost like when Gordon Armstrong used to play and everything went to him on the halfway line on his head because he won it like you say Wickham had the beating of that lad in the air every time and it was a shame that he, he he couldn't get something more in the box once he'd got away from him. And at the beginning of the second half, when he swapped round, you know, mm. it, it, he, he did tend to play a bit more central, mm. especially in that at, at that time.
2: He did, and um, they try to make the link with Fletcher there, Garafano. But it, uh, we keep saying that Wickham to hold the ball up. He's got a good touch. He controls well. It's it's what comes afterwards of frustrates, isn't it? Well, criticize. <laughs> what doesn't few, come yeah.
1: afterwards? Criticize him a few weeks ago about his... is. Hold up, playing his touch and his desire to want to hold the ball, that you couldn't question that at the weekend yeah. at all. Back to it. like it was at the start. Of the it was season, excellent, excellent. excellent. Respect, yeah. um, you know, he was taking balls down difficult areas and he he was keeping it. Um, he was winning free kicks. I don't recall him giving the ball away in that situation, um, like being dispossessed. The issue comes when he's got to pass the ball, decide who to or give it to, shoot yeah. or make a decision. And I mean, there's there's little things like I know he's trying to be positive. And I'm probably nitpicking, but there's a, in the first half he did get in um, down the outside of of Delat and he was sort of coming towards the box, and you know the defender is going to go and close that space out when he when he wants because he wants to obviously come into the box to try and get a shot away, but it was never on, and he does that, and that immediately closes up the opportunity, and then all he can do is really hit the defender if he ran the line, just run into the space. And waited for the players coming into the box. Um, you know, we might have had an opportunity where he could have cut it back from a better position, and he'd have got people coming onto the ball. I know I'm being hypercritical, but we t- we have talked about Wickham's decision making at times, and maybe that was another example where it it wasn't the best. But I wouldn't, you know, I'm, I know I'm not exactly a, a massive Conor Wickham fan, but at the same time, he he did play well at the weekend. Generally, he did all right.
2: Well, so yeah. I hear what Gus said because he was asked. About Conor Wiggum after the game.
3: I think that the, you know sometimes we are, well, people is a little bit unfair on Conor. Conor is doing a terrific job for us. He's doing something that we couldn't find in the summer. In the summer, you know, we couldn't find that Fabio Borini style. He adapting well. He's playing. He linked it well. He changed, you know, uh, flanks with Jono today. They, he created chance. I think I think it was one of the best uh, games that they, on the front three they play, but we didn't score. So it's it's a balance. Uh, but overall I was pleased. I was calm, I was pleased. I was just trying to see what we can change just to win it without without making a massive mistake. I know that you know you have to win games, but you need to be realistic as well that sometimes if it's not happening you cannot just uh, throw it away.
2: Gus dropped the B bomb there. <laughs> we we make a conscious decision or conscious effort not to not to mention a certain uh, Italian's name and Gus has we went and done it there but your thoughts on Conor Wickham generally sobs
0: I, I, I enjoyed his performance in the first half despite there being no real end product and the fact that we started to use the fact that he can take a, a decent long throw that <laughs> caused him a bit of bother from times you know so it's taken a while for him to discover that show. so but he, he, it was one of his better games.
2: You mentioned isolating the fullback there uh, Gareth as well and we, we were seeing if the lat is their weight link, would it not be more logical to to put Johnson <laughs> or bring Buckley on and put him against him? He did in the second half. He changed Wickham over, mm. didn't he? With Johnson, and then they changed back. Am I right in thinking that? Well, the other I a don't know how long it was. Uh, it was for, but they definitely
1: no. They, they, you know,
2: they did at one point, though, didn't they? Well, like, yes, for whatever reason, he changed it back. It yeah.
1: Buckley played in the hole for a period, didn't he? When he came on, well,
2: that was yeah. We'll get to that with the substitutions because that was a bit strange, really, wasn't yeah. it? But I mean, again, going from memory, I guess he he was just trying different things, but. Mm. That was our weak link, and it just seemed surprising that maybe he chose to play Buckley in in some games and not others. Hmm. You know, again, if we've been hypercritical, this would have been a game he would have fancied against against that right back. I think.
1: I think. Um, I mean, we talked about in sort of ventured the idea that maybe if he played Johnson in, in sort of inside in that central midfield, um, and brought Buckley on, um, pushed Johnson on from the middle, and then maybe try to get Wickham out there as well. Get the three of them, especially from sort of deep set pieces, and try and isolate him that way. Because like, like Sobs was saying, Wickham was winning everything against him. So if he could have got flicks on, then you've got, you know, people like Johnson and, and Buckley getting in behind and going away from him. But you know, they they just they just couldn't see him there. He was the he was possibly one of the worst players I've ever seen in the Premier League, and I, I would just I think it's it just that's the main disappointment is that we didn't really. Um, isolate him so much because he was mm. such and a. We and find a way
2: to, like I said, maybe outnumber him there to make it yeah. even harder for him. Yeah, interesting. Well, it's point. easy. It's
1: easy to sit. It's easy to sit here and you know, sit at the match and sort of make these outlandish suggestions. But you know, like we touched on earlier, Gus has gone back to basics, as he said, and he's got. He's got to because he's got to try and he's got to try and build. And I know sometimes the caution that he shows frustrates people and frustrates supporters. But you know, it's it's a short. You know, it's the short-termism puts that pressure on. You know, people want to see attacking football, and people see other teams going at going at sides and 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 probably sides with worse players than us. If you look at like Leicester against Man United, would be, I guess be a prime example, and what they did, and people want to see that replicated. And you know, that's mm. just not Poet's style. He's just he's not going to throw caution to the wind because he wants to. He doesn't want to lose.
2: Mm-hmm. I think I, I think that was summed up by as you said the start when we were like questioning the lack of intensity and I, I think he's, he's he's made a clear he you sort of alluded to the fact in the clip there that Sun and Don't suit that, that game with the players I have but just finally on the um on the on the on the wing thing, Johnson and Wickham being the other side I'm guessing as well that he would want Johnson's work rate going back over on that side mm. because What's the guy called play left-back?
1: was it? Was it He, Wait, was, he yeah. played left-wing, no, was, it played left wing, was yeah, it like, like Yeah, exactly,
2: left-wing, but he was very attack minded, minor, wasn't he? So I guess yeah. he thought Johnson would help him out defensively. Yeah, but they had, on on, well. they had
1: pace in both wide areas, didn't they? they had Schlupp and um, mares And, like, Vardy's quick. I mean, he's not much else, but he's fast. So, you know, we can't afford to get turned. Like, as, as good as, you know, O'Shea might be as a solid defender, he's not someone you want to get... Him getting tight roll, into players and getting isolated and turned, like because that's when the problems come.
2: Vardy was a bit of a rag, wasn't he?
1: He's a raggy, a pure you Look at his hair, <laughs> just look at him, man. <laughs> I was theater. looking forward <laughs> to watching him because
2: you know you watch highlight shows and you know he's worked his way up from non-league. not yep, he? Uh-huh. So there's always that sort of romantic side of it and a, a success story everybody likes, don't they? From rags to riches and all that. Yeah. And I was very, very disappointed with him actually.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I did talk about him earlier in the season saying, why can't we find mm. somebody like that? <laughs> There's loads of Rodgers all around <laughs> Sunderland.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he, he had no touch. He, no. he could have been sent it's a off. It's a, a, bo- a good job he's not a big fella. fourth, yeah. the fourth time he hacked somebody down. Mm-hmm. But I guess the, the home crowd had a bit of influ- influence mm-hmm. there, didn't it? Yeah. With that one, but the atmosphere was good as well. I thought. Yeah, yeah, it was decent, apart yeah. from the drum. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. We were at the ground, so it wasn't was too right bad for us. I was the
0: corner flag in front of it. I think bad idea.
2: Bad idea indeed. As the game went on. I was crying out for a change of midfield subs. Mm-hmm. I find it disappointing at the situation generally that Rodwell is deemed to be that far away. He yeah. can't make the field when you have both Larson and Gomez dying on the backside after 65. Minutes.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it, the Burnley game we mentioned earlier, I thought was you know probably Rodwell's best game for us. We you know he was doing the box to box stuff and he was arriving. To help out the forward and getting on the edge of the box in dangerous situations, we thought the same. At that, you know, if we're going to make a change now, he, you know, he could change the style of the game, the pattern that we were playing, in, and it could have made a big difference it against them. G- because and Hall in Sunderland's yeah. midfield was mm-hmm.
2: one-point Gareth when Leicester started to turn the screw mm. a little bit the last twenty minutes, and Larson and, and, and Gomez. Well, obviously, you know, before the substitutions were made, it, but it was mm. it was crying for Rodwell. It was a, bit yeah. of a head scratcher that one.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, the, the change. I mean, once we got the bookings, he could have taken... Like, I mean, I think you said at the time, he could have taken any of them off. But he needed to take two of them off, really. Um, I mean, the fact that Gomez was one of them, um, even though he wasn't on, on a yellow card. Because, I mean... Catamol
2: and Larson on the yellow card. Catamol and Larson yeah. on the
1: yellow. And Larson got away with one, probably. I think he he, he, did, he yeah. might have... Well, he probably should have been sent off. The referee was lenient. Catamol... You know, it was a tackle which you're not allowed. You're not allowed to do tackles anymore. Um, so that was obviously a straight red card because he did a sliding tackle on the floor. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, um, it was. They were sort of wanting a bit of a tightrope. Gomez, I don't know what your thoughts are on Gomez subs. I mean, we've talked about him before, and he like sort of he's my will Buckley. I guess the the other side of the coin because we've talked about Buckley being a marmite player. Mm-hmm. Seen, seen people who maybe didn't watch the game live. say they thought Gomez did quite well. Um, he does in parts, and then. But what you, you know, it, lo- it looks
0: nice. But when you think back on it, you think was not much came out of it apart from that move that Fletcher couldn't should have scored. I think he
2: likes some, like you say, when, when we want to slow the game down. Because is saying that, oh, we're, that we're like, making a con. Yeah. Well, exactly. So we're making a conscious decision, team decision, to, to slow the. Game down, take the sting out of it. So I yeah. guess he, he sees him as an ideal person. He does. That. I
0: mean, he carries it well over short distance and then gives it not always forward, but gives it to somebody fairly close, and we do return possession that way.
2: Mm, Gareth, get off his back, eh? It's just too. It's just
1: <laughs> he's too handsome. S- slow. <laughs> <laughs> but just, I mean, there was a like you know, th- they were both knackered him and Larson, and when they had that decent chance, uh, when Pantelimon made a decent save, I can't remember the lad who went through the middle. I think it was the number eight. Um got got in like played a little one two um, on the edge of the box with uh, Joa was movie? it was it um, and Gomez was just trotting like lit, just trotting back um, it just things like that when I see things like that it, it annoys me because you know, I, he's got to be even if he's not going to get there in that situation he's got to be busting a gut to put pressure on and he just was jogging back and it's 60, 60 65 minutes into a game and you've got to be fitter than that. Um, I, I mean, he's not exactly being plagued with injuries, has he? And you know, he, he's got to be match fit, and he just doesn't look match fit y- either. I just I don't know. I'd, I'm just not having Gomez at all. <laughs> I think we've there. Uh, we've worked that one out,
2: right? Um, <laughs> and as it as it was, Bridcook came on, and Cats shuffled forward yeah. a little bit. That's something we were crying out for last season, wasn't it? When we thought. Um, Cattemarle was struggling in that deep line role and Bridcut seemed seem like the specialist. Um, to my memory, that's the first time he's tried it, though. Um, I think it might have occurred on a couple As of it? occasions. But I it think they've both been fleeting. on, but, he, but you could actually see cats move 10, 15 yeah. yards mm-hmm. up straight away. Yeah. I thought that got to his composure a bit personally, Cattemarle, once he was in that position. He was playing the deep line thing and he was spraying some lovely balls and getting forward and then mm. it was almost like he was <laughs> a fish out yeah. of water again because he's that accustomed that deep line role now. But I mean again, Sobs, does that just highlight the fact that you have all on the yellow card and he would rather move him up than bring Rodwell on?
0: Um well yeah it is. Um I did think he was he was a little bit unlucky to get booked, although if you look at the technicalities of it with a rule book in your hand then the referee was probably right but it didn't seem to detract from his game. You know, a lot of people said Oh, he's going to wind himself right in now, but he didn't, he kept. Con- Some people said, "Oh, he didn't control himself." Rather, what he did, especially when he got walloped mm. by,
2: and it's good that he trusts himself, yes. and that the manager trusts himself to do that now, because you know, if that was twelve months ago, or certainly 18 months ago, you, you would have you would have said, "You know, he's going to have to come off." Yeah, here. No, so it is a, a good for
0: thing for him, doesn't it's, it? It's it works both ways because he'll feel better for being trusted, and you know, pile little people. feel better that he responds to being trusted. So it's a, one of those win-win situations.
2: Mm. And the Buckley one, as you mentioned, Gareth, was interesting Now, when he came on. What, what the hell happened there? We had some attacking players left on the field. Mm.
1: He, he, well, he, I guess he went for it, as, as people would say. Um, there was logic to it. Um, I, I hadn't actually thought about the fact he might have moved Catamol on because he was booked. So that's quite a valid point. I never really thought about that. Um, yeah, I guess... He, he, he's done it, I guess. In in some ways, when he's he's brought out the door on to play from wide and stuff in games, where he's trying to keep as many attacking players on the field as possible. So maybe when we've got the ball, yeah. that's when he can manipulate the, the shape the, the of the team. The change, yeah. Um, and but when we haven't, we can try and remain solid. Um, and you saw that uh, at the end towards the end of the game where he definitely went sort of two up, um, uh, Buckley in behind and. uh Johnson came over to what like was sort of marauding about a bit that was very lopsided suddenly wasn't yeah. it but I guess that was Maybe why Bridcut well, was, was,
2: fr- was, yeah. was important to play then
1: but it was all coming down their right hand side so like that's that's where they sort of were aiming their attacks um, I don't know um, but I mean that was I think Johnson was a real positive I don't know what you guys thought because he's been he's so I don't know if he's quiet or is just you expect more from him and you don't get it but I, I don't know I, th- I thought he was very good at, at the weekend
0: I thought he, had a, a, he did have a decent game there were a couple of times when he was over on the left hand side as we mentioned earlier on that we, we thought he could have taken his man on because he'd been identified as the weak link but he he preferred to play it inside but he did ok at that he did. He was at the heart of quite a few of the positive mm. things and he scored did. too had a decent yeah. shot yeah. Was a which
2: was, shot. was a much better save on, on, mm. on, inspe- on
1: the inspection. second yeah. view on
2: further inspection yeah Um yeah, definitely He decent He was good.
1: He was a, I thought Schmeichel had a very good game. He did. The both keepers were good, actually.
2: Mm. Well, I mentioned our keeper there. Um, he makes you feel comfortable, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, uh, he's been good. A uh, bit like Minone in, in a way that he had that bit of a shocker in the League Cup. Um, and then when he's got into the team, slightly different circumstances. Um, yeah, he's he's taken his chance with both hands.
2: But it's not... I mean, because <laughs> even when Minone got...
1: Player of the season, I don't know what you think,
2: Sobs. I, I, I always kind of felt there was a little bit of a clanger in him. And I and, know and the the Man City fans are quite critical of, of, of Pantillamon actually. But you know, part well, actually, the League Cup game he had a little bit of a wobble, mm. didn't he? But he uh, looked, and, and certainly in the League games, he's looked okay, sure. He,
0: he's looked fine. You're right about the City fans. have said the one I read the review from said he was he was a worse player when he left them when he arrived, and he didn't think much of him to start with, was he? He was too tall, but he, you know, and you do. He does look a bit ungainly, and you think, is he going to get down well to low stuff? But I mean, that one, the save he made to set up Wes Brown's goal down at uh, Palace, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was something special. So he, he, he does, you know, he, he commands the box, and as you've got, to if you're a bloke that big,
2: and he peeled Wes Brown out again. Yes, he. That was a very good save. That,
0: but, I mean that. That uh, highlights what, what you say about Vardy's a little fella who runs very fast, he's a great big goalkeeper, he did everything right there
2: mm-hmm. by the book. I think Vardy should have done better but you've got to praise yeah. yeah. yeah, until for the it. The
1: Brown thing is it's a little bit concerned isn't it? Yeah,
2: it's becoming, it's becoming too regular isn't it? Yeah,
1: I think if
0: we had two, our regular full backs would fit Virginia would be playing yeah. in there every week I think
2: And that's what we keep saying, These centre-halves are fighting for a place now, plus you have as b- on the bench as well, you think Brown's got to be yeah, the, really, Yeah, it's the Because it isn't you know people see people see his age, but turning around and and knocking the ball back into the well in, in into an open space and under hitting it. It's not really down the age, that's no, No, it?
1: it's down the lack of concentration yeah. you would think. I mean he's turned the wrong way, hasn't he, for that chance. He's gone the wrong way. He's he's trying to like roll the ball like onto his right foot. But that's where the danger is. You've got you've, you you know that someone's gonna be running to to you in that direction. So you don't want to give them a chance you want to turn turn out away from danger, and things like that, you just think that's an, he's an experienced player making those sorts of errors, and the errors are becoming sort of alarmingly regular. And I really like Wes Brown, and uh, he's done really well to come back from those injuries, but maybe you know he's like oh shit, like we said it before, the amount of stick O'Shea gets at times for I don't know wh- why. But is it because he doesn't do I've things spectacularly? I've been
2: critic in, in in the past, but I think this season, I think this is the best he's played for us by a long way this season, and uh, possibly it's down to the, the the systems and formations again because, like uh, you just touched on the fact earlier, you said there yourself, you said that he's quite slow on the turn and he gets beat on the turn, and we were seeing that a lot. And perhaps it's just the way Poyet sets up and mm. he gets that protection a little bit more, and um, he's finding it easy to settle in them Brown. But it's coming from two fronts, isn't that Gareth? As we've just said, because. Sobs just said there, Virginie could mm. move across when Jones because Jones is nearly there quite is on the bench so I you think you could you could be looking at the next game possibly i mean
1: well I bet Jones will be another fortnight won't he he's not going to chuck him straight but quite has team. been on
2: the bench though yeah, and quite that you know that's that's a poet's guy isn't it fellow fellow countryman and all that mm. that was his
1: decision to sign him, so do you think do you think you'll
2: take Brown out and put quite straight think, in I wouldn't be surprised to be honest because mm. I, I wouldn't if it was me I wouldn't personally but don't you know you Gus, will, Gus, but like, Gus likes to spring surprises yeah, on I you I don't yeah. think
0: you, like you said I don't think he will but it wouldn't surprise you at all if you did especially mm. we've got two games coming up yeah. you know very close together
2: the hard game, so you think he's going to want to leave it settled are mm. you? But um, talking about the back four being settled Revaillers sort of I'm not going to say prove people wrong because I don't. I don't think. I think people are quite open-minded towards yeah. it. But he's, he's he's looking very confident. He is. I'm he?
0: quite happy with him. I mean, the, all we saw was a, an old Frenchman coming into town. Thought and we didn't know much about him, despite
1: his uh, his history. But he, he's he's been very good.
2: Impressed, Gareth.
1: Yeah, but I'm, you guys haven't got earphones on, but I'm hearing some sort of strange music, music in the I background. I think it's coming from next door. Is it? All yeah. oh, right. <laughs> well, it <do> sounds <laughs> quite good. I hope you guys can hear it, it's quite enjoyable. <laughs> it might have been my phone. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but yeah. Ravier, yeah. Ravier That yeah. was his theme tune. Ravier's theme tune is good, isn't it? Bring it, you it up you're talking about me Um yeah, um I it's been very good. Um you sort of expect it though, don't you, from somebody with a pedigree that he had to be I would say he's like well, a. Well, I guess there was always back. a question why, yeah.
2: why had he not found a club though? But that's that's automatically what mm. you
1: look at somebody who started the season. and You say, well, if he's
2: that good, you know, why has not he he been uh, matched up somewhere?
1: Number maybe it's just the right club or the right deal wasn't there for him, yeah. and we gave him what he wanted. People aren't
0: desperate for money anymore, are they? We've made the fortunes when you get to his age. You can say, well, I'll leave it for a little bit and mm. see what happens I guess. Mm. And
2: I guess we're going to keep on, we're going to keep on going on about the the backs not having. The attack and fullbacks, aren't we? Every week, it's like the Barini thing. We we can't get through a, a podcast without mentioning it because they made such a difference. And Alou was saying Revier has been excellent, but he's more like Virginia in that position, isn't he? Where he's he's said steady, solid, but he's he's, still, lim- he's limited going forward. Yeah, though. he's
0: not going to burst forward. Yeah. He, he, he's not going on about his age again, but he's he's not at that age. You're not going to see lightning burst of speed like Van Altwarts. Van Anhalt was the. You know he's he's very fast when he gets he gets going and that that's the big part of his attacking game which he, you're not going to see in a in a guy who's been around as long as uh, Riviera has
2: mm-hmm. Certainly. So any anything else anyone would like to add before we speak about Sobs Book?
1: Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got the the three games coming up uh, are hard mm-hmm. and it, the fact that they're all in the space of a week. Yeah. Um, if you think
2: the analysis this week's light on the ground, we'll make up for next week because we've yeah. got <laughs> we've got to uh, discuss the Chelsea game and then we'll pre, uh, yeah. preview the Man City game. But it as could well.
1: it could be one of those. It could be an opportunity to, to kick on and get some some su- surprising results, or it could keep the, the podcast on. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or you know it could be coming in next a week in a week's time and uh, just uh, well in a two weeks' time, sorry, and um, being you know, worried because we've lost three mm. games. Um you know, this it's gonna be a real test, uh, the next week and that's when these sorts of results will really show for what they are because yeah, a, a point away from home. I wasn't too disappointed, but you look at the Burnley game, the QBR game, the Swansea home game which were the better side in, didn't win, um the Leicester game if you take t- maybe even two or three more points from those four games, things look a lot better. Because if you lose, it's it's not unfathomable that we'll lose these next three games because we're playing good teams, um, and although
2: Liverpool are pushing that theory, yeah, close. yeah, but close they've, to still the got, end. You know,
1: they've still got good players, um, so yeah
2: yeah of course that's we'll know and if as we all know if a team need to turn their form around <laughs> a game against Sunderland is just what the doctor ought to do yeah.
0: yeah.
1: come on and oh, go God, go don't,
2: even don't go there don't even go there ok when we come back we're going to have a little chat with Sobs about his book ok if you're looking for a good stock and filler for Christmas and you like reading about Sunderland which I'm sure you do, if you if you're a Sunderland fan and you can read. And then Sobs has a book out now called The Greatest Escape. Sobs, do you want to talk people through it? Well, That's it's pretty self-explanatory, yeah. but you know, <laughs> is it about you, the film?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. It's, uh, there is a motorbike on the front of it. Jumping over a fence. I guess if ever a, a season screamed out to have a little book written about it, last season was it? Not because Certainly we actually one for the memory banks, isn't it? Yeah, we not as if we actually won anything, but. It was either a, a really good season with some really bad bits or a really bad season with some really good bits. Mm-hmm. Take it either so way.
2: Just, just document the games or is it more, uh, you know, what kind of narrative is it?
0: It, it goes from basically the end of the, pre- the season before, a little bit of a filler on the situation with the mad Italian chappie, um, how things set up at the beginning of the season, what were our expectations were. And it basically goes through month by month saying... Mm-hmm. What happened during the month? Oh, so it's a full, it's a full season. It, it does start a full from, season, yeah.
2: Right, okay. So it doesn't start from say losing five one a Tottenham or something. No, which it was when, like it. Which is when things got ridiculous. Because to be fair, you could probably write a book just on those
1: handful could, of games, uh, it, couldn't you?
0: Yeah. It then it it starts at the beginning and finishes at mm-hmm. the end. Strangely <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, well, I'm so glad you asked. you basic.
1: you your textbook. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the way it
0: works. It? The good thing about it is you know it's going to have a happy ending.
1: Yeah.
2: Absolutely, if you're London fans, aren't exactly. You? Yeah. So does it do it? So is it game by game sort of match report style, or is it your experience going to the game? It's or? It's,
0: it's a little bit of both. It's um, it would have been quite easy to to take each match report I did last season and stick them all together, but then so some are dealt in one style when I'm in a good mood, and sometimes <laughs> I'm in a bad mood, and it would, just wouldn't link up. So there's some matches are dealt with in much more detail, such as the Manchester United second leg away from home. Um, Neil, Neil draws tend not to get much, but it basically goes through changes in the team. What what mm-hmm. what De Cana was trying to achieve, Lord alone knows what it was. Yeah, I was say, does and then know that? You know, how how Poyet came in, what what was going through his mind at Swansea when he watched that going on down there, um, how he's tried to build what he's tried to build, and you know use the players that he's got in. And it it takes a month by month in the games within that, and basically at the end of each one, without. St- spoiling the whole thing, it, it sums up on an ongoing basis where we are, who we're around, what we've got to do to catch up those just above us etc etc. To well people go if they want
2: to get a copy of that Love Supreme uh, If you shop.
0: go to the Love Supreme shop they've got loads of them there. <laughs> <laughs> they've got, <laughs> uh, Give it time, give it time. Give it time. <laughs> time. Well the only, they came in half past two today so we've not oh, right, you know, okay. done badly, so being okay. there putting them all in envelopes this afternoon to get shipped out to those good people who ordered it in advance. Mm-hmm. I will not say pre-order because that doesn't exist mm-hmm. but there you go support and for they, them will receive their copies today they, they'll they be going in the post today first thing in the morning um, to to be arriving later this week and they can also buy it online if you go to whatever our email address is, I love Supreme <laughs> <laughs> it's in there somewhere <laughs> yeah people know shop. that I'm sure you know yeah.
2: I'm sure people have been going Google and find that out uh, can you ever remember a season like that as a fan?
0: no absolutely I've been been through an awful lot of seasons mostly they've been really good or they've been really bad mm. not many have been so horrific and so you know the
2: table mediocre the top flight doesn't really happen much no not
0: happened. but it's it had so many games that were such standout things like you know like winning at chelsea getting that drop at man city when we should really have won you know and and beating man united in the in over two legs in the cup you know and that was there were real standout quality
1: moments
2: Exhausting last season, kind mm-hmm. of, wasn't it Really, the
1: times it was. It was uh, the best, worst season, as we said. It was. It
2: seemed like it went on for about three years, didn't <laughs> it? Well? That's,
1: that's why you. But that's you know that's why you go. That's why you support Sunderland. I guess it's the you know the f- fleeting moments of glory in, in amongst the the dire moments. In and around. Make, in and around the dire moments make it, you know, all the more you know pleasurable when. When Phil Baldy scores in in the last minute of extra time at Old Trafford, and so you'll never, you'll never, you know, you'll never forget that. It's kind of
2: like I mean, (laughs) because we wore that yellow strip away, didn't we? And I remember saying before, it's kind of like last season. You felt like you weren't enjoying it because we left it till the last minute, and you enjoyed that little spell. But then, like on reflection, we're only a few months later, and it's sort of you're already starting to think about that yellow kit you've been sort of symbolic of, of a great season those yeah, things yeah. we did in, in that yeah. yellow kit
0: yeah it's a strange one crazy brilliant yeah well, that's, that's what sticks in your mind isn't it
2: so <coughs> would you rather we rather that again or mid-table <laughs> mediocrity what do people want
1: I wouldn't mind a cup final again that's what about, Like my dad always used to go on about the, the like I wasn't I had that sort of modern me- attitude towards the cups where I wasn't that bothered but because my dad was at you know the cup final he would always be gutted when we got knocked out of the cup because he wants to have that experience again that he had you know, 40 odd years had ago. He a briefly with 92. Mhm. Aye, he did, but then, you know, that was 24 years ago, so mm. 22 years ago, sorry, so um yeah, it's <laughs> it's um it's just like that, that yearning for that like one last time, you know, to have that feeling again that you had 40 odd years ago when you won the cup. And the fact that we haven't done anything like that since then, I think that's now it, you kind of understand it was like a like that was my first cup final last year, and it was you know the, it was just amazing, wasn't it? It was just a fantastic occasion, a fantastic weekend. You know, that used up. I, I was wondering, I didn't have many holidays left um, when it came towards the end of the year. I was sort of usually quite good with it and I was I saying was it was purely because of the. Last I used them all up in the first few months of uh, the of, of the year because I was going to the cup games and stuff like that, and going to going to London, going to Wembley, and it was, you know, you'd never forget it. it Was amazing. Is
2: anybody thinking of Fabio Barini specifically?
1: <coughs> I don't. Are we don't. longing for him
2: still? <laughs>
0: I Gus did. clearly is. I was I was trying to do the whole book without mentioning him,
2: uh, but in this in not <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought you would dedicate a whole <coughs> chapter to him if anything.
0: No, not
1: quite. Mm. do you think he'd celebrate if he scored against someone that would be a kicker wouldn't it oh, God, imagine, imagine that he com- oh dear wouldn't like him then goes
2: mental scores a win in the last minute he starts kissing the liverpool badge yeah and sticks his hand in his mouth and stuff um,
1: that would yeah. be a horrible moment
2: alright alright Gav do you want to tell the people about our live pod enthusiastically because uh, I, I got in trouble for for my turn last <laughs> time if you want well that, you know in, yeah
1: ok I'll do it then maybe you
2: improve on that well you're smiling that's a start <laughs>
1: yes so we are having another live podcast um i'm sure some of you have been to them before um and this time it is on the 8th of december which is a fortnight at the duncow in sunderland uh we'll i think we'll christen the function room with the event um i don't think it'll be another i don't think there's another event there before hours so get along if you haven't checked out that pub yet there's a, one reason to come because it's a good mm. pub come secondly di- come, come despite me in Gareth, yeah say. Second reason, Martin McFadden will be on. I mean, as Sobs knows, you know what a what a delight that will be <laughs> for everyone. Um, thirdly, um, Gary Bennett's going to be there. He's going to be on the panel. Um, James Hunter from the Chronicle, um, who's also always a very good guest on the show. Mm. Um, so yeah, it'll be the usual format. And well, if we'll you've been, we just
2: summarised season so far yeah, as well. It's a decent point to do. that. Yeah. we will be nearly halfway. And of course, with Gary being there, we'll give people yeah. a chance to ask some get questions. to ask some questions to him about, you know, his time at Sunderland and stuff as well. So it is gonna be better than just a, yeah. a bog standard podcast. Yeah, so you like.
1: know, we've I've been up with the room, it looks great. Um, there's a bar up there so you won't have to go downstairs. Uh toilet facilities on the floor as well. I'm really selling that, I'm giving you all <laughs> the all of the uh the amenities and facilities that'll be available to you. Um so yeah, get yourself along. Tickets are only four pounds. Um so get yourself on you will be able to find the ticket if you go to the LS shop and go to the MISC section or if you go on our website it's sticky at the top, wisemensay.co.uk, click the link through there and you'll be able to buy tickets. Uh, there's probably about half half the amount of tickets that we've 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 put up for sale on there, so and they are limited. So I'd move quickly. I know there'll be people out there thinking I quite fancy that I'll I'll but I'll wait I'll wait until the and then and, the and then you'll miss out. It happened last time. God knows how it sold out last time, but there were, there were disappointed people, um, which is incredibly difficult to believe. But, um, yes, that was a long and laboured uh, way no, of saying no, buy, tickets, you know, podcast, buy tickets. The
2: we were a bit light on content this week, uh, so if there's any out. week you can do it, you can drag anything out. If there's anything else, anybody else would <laughs> like to drag out before we go. No. No, didn't think so. Right, Rubbish. okay. Thanks, subs, for coming on again You're this welcome. week. And I'd say next week it'll be... A bumper edition really because mm. we're, what we're going to do is Sob's um, gave us one of these books to give away so we will get back to having the competition because we haven't had one of those for a few weeks so we'll on Twitter and Facebook just keep an eye out for that. Yeah. We'll if you go question. on Twitter and
1: Facebook as well it's on the ALS one um, well on the Facebook main sorry primarily if you go on there you'll be able to if there's an competition on there when two takes for the podcast as well so keep an eye out for that I yeah. should have mentioned that before.
2: So, we'll have that next week as well as talking about the Chelsea game and previewing the Man City game. So, mm.
1: yeah, exciting. It should be, hopefully, it'll be jubilant like last time after we played Chelsea away from one. Yeah,
2: well, we, we beat one record last season, didn't we? We ended <laughs> Mourinho's record. Yeah. So, we'll end the unbeaten record for this season as well. Eh? We'll have a go. Wishful thinking, why not? Thanks for listening. Over and out. <laughs>